This new coronavirus was initially traced to live animals. The Chinese confirming that it is now spreading from human to human. The coronavirus outbreak in Europe has passed a grim milestone with the number of deaths there now twice the official number in China. In the U.S., New York and several other states are on lockdown. The novel coronavirus has hit the world like a bombshell. Many of us are quarantined and, frankly, pretty nervous. But one of our best strategies to deal with this pandemic is to try to understand why COVID-19 happened and maybe how we can prevent it in the future. So today, we'll hit some of the basics, like what's a virus and how do they spread? We'll talk about recent history of infectious diseases. And we'll find out what we learned from the coronavirus SARS epidemic. My name is Marcy Trent Long. This is Season 8, COVID-19 with HKU. In the next 10 episodes, we'll discuss some of the leading research coming out of the University of Hong Kong about the novel coronavirus. So to answer some of these basic questions about COVID-19, we turn to Thomas Abraham. He's a professor at the University of Hong Kong Journalism and Media Studies Center. He's written two books about global pandemics. 21st Century Plague, The Story of SARS was published in 2004. And more recently in 2018, he wrote Polio, The Odyssey of Eradication. First, Mr. Abraham, maybe you could start us off with an explanation of how a virus works, as opposed to, let's say, how bacteria works. Viruses require hosts to survive. And this is one big difference between viruses and bacteria. Bacteria can survive by themselves in the environment. But a virus needs a host, a host cell, to get into or infect and then the virus uses the machinery of the host cell to replicate itself. A virus by itself cannot replicate itself. And so over long centuries, hundreds of centuries, hundreds of thousands of years, really, different species of viruses have adapted to living in different hosts. And they live pretty happily. Because if you think about it, it is not in the interest of a virus to kill its host because that's not good for the virus either if your host keeps dying. So what has happened is, is over time, viruses and hosts learn to live with each other. Well, if that's the case, how do viruses also create diseases like the coronavirus we're facing now? Now, what happens occasionally, viruses will jump or can jump or come into close proximity with new hosts. A typical example would be assume there is a virus that lives in maybe chicken and all they've been living for centuries and they don't normally live in human beings. But we come in contact and somebody who's slaughtering chicken will come in contact with this new virus. 99% of the time, the virus just is not adapted to human beings, right? It doesn't have the right kind of receptors to attach to human cells. So nothing really happens. But 
ever so occasionally you find a chicken virus, for example, that actually can replicate in human beings, you know, by an accident almost. And so it starts replicating in human beings. Now, most of the time when it does that, if it causes disease, this disease can be severe because this is a new virus adapting to a new host and you get really, really sort of severe symptoms. And it is when these new viruses start passing from human to human that you have really serious diseases. You have what, you know, epidemics of a new disease or pandemics, as you've seen now with COVID. And these are known as zoonotic diseases. Yes, a new term for many of us. Zoonotic diseases are illnesses in humans that are transferred from animals. As Mr. Abraham mentioned, when animals pass viruses or bacteria onto humans, this can create pandemic disasters like COVID-19. As it turns out, there might have been a few zoonotic diseases that you've actually heard of before. A research team in Saudi Arabia found identical viruses in a man who died of the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS, and one of his camels. Scientists speculate that a possible cause of the Ebola outbreak might stem from the prevalent consumption of bushmeat from animals like monkeys and fruit bats. Of course, here in Hong Kong, the SARS coronavirus is the most infamous zoonotic disease. In 2002, live civic cats on sale in wet markets in Guangzhou, China, were believed to carry the SARS coronavirus and pass it over to human traders. In 2003, SARS coronavirus was declared an epidemic and, like COVID-19, put Hong Kong into lockdown. But that was 17 years ago. Couldn't we have developed a general vaccination for a coronavirus since then? No, no. Vaccines tend to be virus-specific. It, it is possible, theoretically, to develop you know, a vaccine that would target a whole bunch of coronaviruses. But even in the case of flu, where this is theoretically possible, it hasn't happened. And why hasn't it happened? Did anyone, for instance, at HKU start doing the research into a coronavirus vaccine? So prototype candidate vaccines were developed and some in Hong Kong, Hong Kong U as well. And if they are tested, they need to be developed by a manufacturer, a big pharmaceutical company that has the capability to manufacture vaccines. The question is, who's going to pay for all of this? Will there be, and if I were a pharmaceutical company and you tell me to make a SARS vaccine, a disease that appeared 17 years ago, I would say, why? And who's going to buy this? But if you tell me to make a vaccine that I know, say a vaccine that every child is going to be vaccinated with, then that I will go into. So this is the issue. It's a question of who is to make it. It's a question of supply. It's a question of long-term demand. Even in the case of COVID, I would be surprised if manufacturers were willing to make this vaccine. Or if they did, it would be at a price that would be unaffordable. So even with the more virulent coronavirus, we may or may not see vaccines. Certainly, we probably won't see a vaccine that can stop current COVID-19 pandemic anytime soon. But were there other things we learned from SARS that improved the response to the novel coronavirus pandemic? Yes, there's a huge amount of improvement. When SARS broke out, it actually broke out in China in November 2002. But they hid it from the world until February. 
And it's only when the disease came out into Hong Kong that people knew what it was. This time around, they've been much, much quicker. China's learned it's got systems in place. Hong Kong has got systems in place. And everything that the Hong Kong government has been doing, right from keeping hospital beds, the methods, you know, how the GPs have been prepared, doctors have been prepared, all of that was developed out of the experience of SARS. And the same thing with Singapore as well. But the situation was different in Western countries, countries that weren't affected by SARS. These countries weren't really prepared for what was coming. And even in the countries in Asia, we already knew the risks of wild animals in our wet markets, yet continued with the practice. So now the world is pretty much in full lockdown mode. Even with better preparation here in Hong Kong, we still face the economic consequence of this global pandemic. So it's going to be a long ride before we get back to normal. But we're all going to have to work together in order to win the fight against this COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, this is Wu Yifei, the assistant producer for this series. And I'm also a master's student from HKU. If you want to learn more about this topic, check out the website fightcovid19.hku.hk. It lists the latest research by HKU researchers and professors about the coronavirus. And better yet, sign up for the free online course Epidemics 1 and Epidemics 2 with professors like Thomas Abraham as they explain history of epidemics.